0: Hi folks, thanks for listening to our Brothers in Arms podcast. The reason we do the podcast is to normalise the conversation around men's mental health. We have fantastic resources on our website brothersinarmsscotland.co.uk which you can access or point any man in need towards. These include our online platform MenGage, our Brothers in Arms Thrive app where you can access our free therapy services and much much more. If what we've talked about on the podcast today has resonated with you and you've enjoyed listening Please follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and remember to share with friends and on social media. Thanks for listening. Hi folks, welcome to the latest episode of the Brothers in Arms podcast. Today in the studio I'm having a conversation with Alan Argue from Argue & Co. Uh, welcome Alan. Cheers Gary. Oh Thanks good, having- Um Yeah. We um we've been talking about uh having a chat on the podcast for a few weeks, um and uh, how how you know the the whole mental health the whole uh, brothers in arms conversation relates to yourself and um I thought that a good place to start would be that you started your law firm um relatively close to the kind of beginning of lockdowns is that right
1: yeah it was. It was a year in November there, so it would have been November twenty twenty. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of right in the, <laughs> right right in, the in the middle of, of the <laughs> shit. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um, had it been had it always been your intention to kind of start your own firm, or what, what, what did you? What led you to to the decision?
1: It had always been my intention to start a farm. Um, Always knew that one day I would do it eventually. Mm. Um, the kind of catalyst to doing it when i done it was probably lockdown. To be fair, mm. um, I had bought a house and I was doing it up at the time, uh, and lockdown happened and you couldn't get building materials or work people, so I was at mom and dad's uh, on their kitchen table. I was working for a big firm, kind of biggest personal injury firm in Britain at the time. Mm. Um, and my fee target was 30 grand a month. So I was bringing in 30 grand a month, working from my parents' kitchen table mm-hmm. with no help, no assistants or admin mm-hmm. or secretaries and that. So I was doing everything myself, bringing in loads of money for someone else and thought, I can do it myself. Yep. Yep. I'm not, yep. not going to be having loads of money, but I can at least, I know because I've been doing everything myself that I can just do it myself. So that was mm-hmm. the catalyst to doing it when I did it
0: it's good it's very relatable to myself you know Um I've been uh, self-employed for a long time and it was very much that that situation where I was in employment for 40 hours a week and then I looked and I was doing like 15 to 20 hours personal training a week and I was like I'm earning at least double what I'm earning uh doing 20 hours here and so it was a kind of uh, it was an easy choice at that point, um, and uh. I I I feel like when I speak to people, they. They think, "Oh yeah, just work for yourself. Ah, it's pure easy. It's 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 easier. It's the easy road. You're you're your own boss. This that the other. But it's a hard graft, you know. And you 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 can't um." It shouldn't be taken lightly, is what I would say. Yeah. Um, it's a hard graft. Uh, it must have been a bit scary for yourself.
1: Yeah, it's a hard graft. It's risky. Um, It's also a weird transition, going from being an employee where someone's telling you what to do and you've got a kind of structure in your life. Mm-hmm. And you, I've had that since I was working when I was at school. So I've had that since I was at school, and then all of a sudden you're the boss you're the guy that that takes what happens every day and it's weird. And it's from a mental health point of view as well. It's weird because you need to self motivate and you need to get yourself up and decide that you're going to do stuff. And when I first started the business, I I don't do the type of law where you kind of bring clients with you. So you're starting from scratch where you get nothing in your diary. You're not doing anything. Yeah. So you need to motivate yourself to build a business and to do stuff because it would have been really easy just to sleep till twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and get up and mess about and
0: do nothing. Get busy, yeah. get busy doing the menial things um, that aren't actually going to be the things that bring you money in. hundred percent. You no? know
1: that in the in the first few months, at least, <laughs> in personal injury law, for example, which is one of the things that I do. The life cycle of a case from it lands on your desk day one to the case settling and money coming in can be a year sometimes yeah so you know that work you're doing in the early days you're not going to see any money from it for a while so it's it's weird just even just getting in a position where not even doing work just trying to get work in and doing all the other boring stuff that go along with businesses like i'd gone from being a lawyer to being a lawyer a marketing guy an accountant the Mm -hmm. cleaner everything you're you're doing everything so
0: aye that was weird as well yeah man for sure and that's it's all these it's all these little um i wouldn't say hidden areas but it's just not people don't always appreciate just how much you have to do um An interesting one, again, you know, I sort of relate to myself and it's easy to get, well, I had a business coach uh, for a period and she would always say people do shiny object chasing. They chase the shiny objects. They want the blah, 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 blah. But these aren't necessarily the things that actually get you money, pay you money, you know? Um, And... uh, for me like obviously in personal training and fitness it's almost like you cannot be a personal trainer without a mad social media channel constantly updating your workouts constantly you know updating your lifestyle all that sort of stuff um but that seems to be spreading out now i know you've been doing some social media and things like that um and and in terms of your sort of marketing social media presence and all that what 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 where are you at with that?
1: It's really difficult. It's one of the things that I found most difficult because one, I don't really, I don't pay for advertising. So I, I don't, and I'm going to change that by the way, but at the minute I don't do Google ads or anything like that. Because I don't, one, I don't really understand it. and And two, it's just not been something I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of try and grow the business organically at first at least. So, all my business kind of comes through personal referrals. You yeah. do a good job for someone, they pass it on, and friends are friends, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the biggest challenges I found, because you, you see businesses on social media and you think, I could potentially do that, like restaurants and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But law is a weird game. It's a weird thing uh-huh. where it, you can't make law sexy. Mm-hmm. And if you try, you're trying to walk a tightrope of being a normal guy and speaking to people the way that you speak to your mates and the way that everybody else really speaks, Uh but also being professional and being the guy that people would trust with a complex legal matter that they think, Oh, you need to be that kind of really smart posh guy that that you see on the TV. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's weird. And social media is is a hard thing because I'd, and I, there's a guy called the the netty scientist. He's got a podcast. Well, he's not got a podcast actually, but he's been on loads of podcasts, mm. but he's really big on social media and he does kind of videos and all that. And it's all kind of motivational stuff. The guy's brilliant. And uh, every post he puts up, I watch it and mm-hmm. he motivates me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've thought, could I do that? Could I speak just like a normal person mm-hmm. and get away with it? And I don't think I could, because mm-hmm. I think if people were to watch that and think, Ah, he sounds all right, but would I trust him to be my lawyer? Oh, I don't know. So it's, it's weird. It's, it is, man. It's trying yeah, to find the balance, yeah, Massive,
0: massive. And also, you know, um, Paul, who does our podcast, um, produces podcasts for most of the folk around Glasgow, um, I remember him telling me that um, there was somebody that he knew and um, there's a kind of therapy field. And um, amazing on social media, amazing, fancy videos, dead personnel, amazing personality, dead razzmatazz, blah, 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 and has no clients, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, produces amazing content, but actually doesn't, doesn't have any clients. Yeah. So, what, 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 you know, great, you're a great social media, social media yeah. person, but, you know, is that converting to sales, yeah. which ultimately you need you know it's a difficult one as well
1: because you don't know what's behind the social media facade like so many people will will portray themselves to be really successful and doing well and Mm -hmm. driving these cars and all that but you don't know if they are like you don't know if they're they're painting a good picture Um, (laughs) because it's a marketing (laughs) tool as well i mean if someone is portraying themselves to be making loads of money then you Automatically link that with success and of you like success or whether they're good or not. So yeah, you see yeah. someone driving a Bentley and you're like, he must be good at what he's, what he does. But yeah. It maybe be bullshit, you don't know. Well, I'm again, going to start driving a Bentley um,
0: and- I'm gonna keep this really anonymous, but I know a person who had been providing services for 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 a personal trainer. Right. Um and uh, that personal trainer ended up owing them thousands of pounds. But then updated on uh, social media. Oh, I've got this brand new big Merck motor, man. I'm doing pure amazing. And I need to just show the world how great I'm doing. He's like, is there any chance you pay me now, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just sh- aye. for me, I, I feel like we're living in a world where if it's not on social media, it doesn't exist. It's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Like I have a waiting list right now for my personal training mm-hmm. I, I you go on my you go on my facebook page or my instagram page i do little to none in terms of mm. my you know marketing <laughs> myself as a personal trainer online because my clients don't really hang out online yeah they don't scroll facebook they don't scroll instagram much like yourself um i i work on a referral basis and i've had to Certainly, I've had to do work on myself when it comes to just because you're not putting on social media doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah, you know, it's a good it's a good thing to have
1: though. It's a good problem to have because one you're not having to spend time or money bringing in clients. So you you've you know yeah you're saving yourself time and money. Well, a firm that I used to work for and as I say they're the biggest personal injury firm in Britain no one knows who they are because they don't advertise hmm. and the reason they don't advertise is they're kind of intertwined with insurance companies uh-huh. so for example if you're in an accident and you a car accident you phone your insurer they will get the insurer will pass your details to that law firm mm-hmm. right away mm-hmm. so they're getting work really good quality mm-hmm work without yep. having to advertise whereas yep. there are big law firms in, course, in glasgow that spend literally millions of pounds to, yep. to bring in um work you hear them in the radio every day of course literally That's millions it. of pounds yeah yeah
0: it's crazy That's it. and it is as is, is a big big business isn't it just for anybody listening i i know i do sound like i'm dying but um I, i'm currently negative on the lateral flow <laughs> He looks a bit like he's dying his out. So I remember back to when I had this business coach who was fantastic for me. I don't consider myself to have a business. I'm a one person. I'm a busy self-employed personal trainer. I'm not running a business. I'm a busy personal trainer. Um, but I always remember um, this business coach that I had saying, it's quite possible for you to be really busy and full without doing a lot of marketing. Because mm. if you can generate high value leads, people telling other people that you do a good job, that's 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 there. And I feel like probably lockdown has um, encouraged a lot of people to go into their own business. And it's easy in this kind of day and age to get pulled in all different directions. But it feels like a, a kind of good it feels like a reassuring thing to be able to say to folk you don't have to be a social media monkey mm-hmm. to have a. excuse me to have a one person a busy one person business i choose not to say i, I run a business people might say well you are running a business mm-hmm. it's just the way it's just the, the the words i choose um you know i suppose uh,
1: it depends what you do i mean you're, you're quite lucky what you do and and where you're obviously based in the west end there is a good it's a good demographic for the type of business that you run certainly yes um, and if you were to be based somewhere else maybe you would need to invest more time and money into into that type of marketing
0: uh yeah i mean i i would i, I guess i'd challenge it a wee bit because this um this belief that there's only a small amount of clients And everybody needs to be fighting over them. Mm. There's more clients than we can all serve in a hundred lifetimes everywhere. Yeah. Yes, there may be different pricing points, you know, where you have to be at this level to have this many clients or you have to be at this pricing point to have this many clients. But I think the, the, you know, this um, this idea that... um, there's not enough clients or work out there, regardless of what business you're doing, mm-hmm. what business you're running, what area you're working in. Um, th- 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 there's plenty of clients to go around. And I think, again, as a mindset, it's something that people should work on mm-hmm. and, and, and and understand.
1: Out of interest, have you seen a, a difference in people's perceptions or, the numbers of people that are using personal training services over the years. Cause I know you've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. Has it it developed and um, accepting of it?
0: I think it's definitely it's massively grown. It's massively grown. Um so, you know commercial gyms, you know, started kind of eight seventies, eighties, nineties, grew and grew and grew. And it was very much um, in the beginning, it was obviously for more affluent type of mm. people. We've now got the full spectrum, the full yeah. spectrum of pricing, you know? Um, and it's it's now quite normal for people to have a personal trainer. Yeah. You know? Um, when I started out, it was probably a little bit less normal, but again, you know, it's... Um, I, it probably differentiates from law in terms of i the, the way that i see it you know there's so much there's so much um variation on what a personal trainer does for a client you know mm-hmm. um and i think what, what i think that, that isn't isn't great is personal trainers selling themselves as your full life manager yeah you know they're like your life they're checking they're checking when you wake up they're checking when you go to sleep they're checking how much glasses of water you drink they're checking when, like that doesn't encourage independence that doesn't encourage good habits for a person to take responsibility for themselves you know um, and you know what if you need that then cool fine that's that's okay but um, I, I don't necessarily see that as the role of a personal trainer, you know? Mm. Um, I feel like we're very much uh, <laughs> um But yeah, it's, um, you know, some people do feel that need to have, to be micromanaged, Yeah, you know? Um, and if that keeps them in a good place mentally, fine. Yeah. You know, the kind of client base that I work with um are are often people like yourself who are the boss, are the business are the person who's running the business, are the person who's senior and everybody comes to them for the answers. And what often my clients I think like is being able to come for two or three sessions a week and be like, Right, just tell me what I do. Yeah. Let me not think, let me not have to have the answers. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what to do. You know? Um and and that's the, that's an important thing mm-hmm. to be able to cut away and not have to make the high level decisions for a few hours a week. Yeah. You know?
1: No, yeah, I get that.
0: Um, for sure. Oh good. Um so yeah, I mean obviously you've alluded, Alan, to the kinda of lo- the, the the sort of work that you do. Um, it's a lot of the time it's um sort of personal injury, commercial injuries, that sort of thing, is that right? Civil litigation is the kind of
1: headline. Um it's mostly personal injury and employment law are the two main okay. focuses the other bits and bobs the, the the other two
0: yeah yeah two main areas. so let's um delve into a wee bit about um kind of personal injury and it's quite uh, you know having spoken with you before i know that a lot of things um a lot of injuries come with tariffs for example if you have this injury you will, you know, as a claim, you'll get this amount of money because that's what the value of that is termed as. But it's obviously much less easy to quantify the mental yeah. um, aspect of, of people having an accident, an injury, uh, you know, something that's making them have less capacity than they had before. The way that I can
1: kind of personal injury case is, valued for want of a better term is lawyers will look at cases that have gone before the courts and you can see x case went before the court and the person had a whiplash injury for six months Mm -hmm. and whatever else Mm -hmm. and so and the sheriff awarded them x amount of money so we can look at quite accurately because there've been so many cases and there's a thing called Judicial College Guidelines. It's a book that kind of lists different injuries and puts rough estimates of what those injuries are worth in kind of monetary terms. So, yeah, there's different ways that lawyers can can value cases. Um, and every case, though, is judged on its own merits. So just because you had a six-month neck injury, for example... And I had a six month neck injury, that might have affected me a lot more differently than you. And mm-hmm. um, you might have kind of just got on with it, whereas I might have not been able to go to my work and I yeah. might have had mental health issues attached to it, may have been dreaming about accidents and loads of other things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's different as much as you can kind of categorize stuff and injuries in many ways. In many other ways, you can't because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when cases go before the courts, people get the opportunity to explain and express to a sheriff how the accident or the injury has made them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be taken into account when, mm-hmm. when the sheriff ultimately awards them money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reality is, though, that more than 90% of cases never make it to court uh-huh. and then of the ones that make it into court, probably 90% of them settle as well. So mm-hmm. very few cases actually go before the courts in mm-hmm. terms of the broader mm-hmm. spectrum of the amount of people yeah. that are actually injured.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, whilst you're talking, I'm just kind of thinking and it's worthwhile probably talking about is the whole difficulty for yourself um, i'll give you an example i we um we pulled out of us i pulled out of a side road about five or six years ago pulled out of a side road and um this car was coming up the up the hill and came in must have been about 10 miles an hour by the time it scuffed the side of our car mm. and um this guy Got out and he's like, "Oh my god, man! My next pair, killing us, man!" This, that, the other, and he was shouting, "I want a, i want a, 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 i want a sergeant down here now!" Blah blah blah. blah. Clearly, he was um, a bit of a bam. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, he was, was you, he actually. was uh, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> um, and he was, uh, he he was giving all sorts. So, how do you navigate? That situation, those types of situations where somebody's maybe a wee bit at it. First of all, I think there's there's a term
1: compensation culture that's been coined. I remember um, a
0: story you told me. I'll let you continue.
1: But, um, oh no, I don't know what's through that. Anyway, <laughs> 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 nah, I, I mean, there, there's this compensation culture kind of coined term that I think was coined by the insurance industry and people can maybe get the wrong idea that everybody is at it and people are just looking for a quick buck and no one's really injured, which I don't think is true. No,
0: think, no, absolutely. I think the
1: the vast majority of people that make a claim for compensation are genuinely injured. And a lot of people actually downplay their injuries. The amount of clients nice, that I speak to that you get the medical report in after they've been to see the doctor. And the doctor might say, oh, they were injured for a, a month, for example. And you're like, no, they weren't. I know that person personally. Mm-hmm. And I know that they were injured a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. just being really coy and, and try to play it down. And I think it's probably part of kind of being Scottish. It's kind Aye. of our culture, isn't it? We're, I, we're yeah. quite stoic in, in general. And yeah. I, I think people probably play it down more than they have it up. Mm-hmm. yeah you will mm-hmm. obviously get people that were like that guy that, that scuffed your car that Man. are just at it obviously like, there are say, people like, like that but
0: um i want a sergeant down here and i remember and he, he he never even had a mobile and i gave him my mobile i was like look mate you phone the yeah. police you phone the police and they're like is the car drivable yes is everybody in the car able to walk yes right disappear yeah. we're not sending the police Sort out of your insurance company, you know. The police have got a lot, a lot more, know, more to do. Uh, uh, and, uh, and shit uh, like yeah, that. so he, he thought he, he had uh, dollar signs in his eyes, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, over, over your career, um, have you then um, seen people who have had a, a, a significant um, impact on their own mental health through through injury. Definitely, there are in,
1: in different ways as well. Um, there was a guy that when you were saying that, there just jumped into my head. The first thing that popped into my head was a guy, and it was a really weird accident. It, and the guy wasn't really that badly injured. He. He got burnt by, I don't really know what caused it, to be honest. Uh, he, he worked in aircraft, he was like mm-hmm. a, a kind of aircraft engineer. And um, he got burnt with something, mm-hmm. some static or mm-hmm. a cleaning product. There was a kind of com- yeah. combustion of some sort and it burnt him a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But the impact I had on the guy mentally was unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, you'd speak to him on the phone and he'd just burst out crying. And wow! You come into the office and you just bust out crying like, like just normal. Wow. Kind of worky type guy, all Kind of like, mm-hmm. Kinda like yeah. and all our parents yeah. are like, and mm-hmm. he just couldn't couldn't deal with it. Could he, he? P.S. Wow. PTSD and yeah, it was such a shame. Like, and and that was the first time. I suppose in my career, like, loads of people are impacted by accidents mentally as well, but. This guy for some reason just it just ripped his life apart and wow. he he would wet himself and it, th- that brought him to the point where he'd, he wouldn't go outside, he wouldn't leave the house. So he would only really leave the house to come to the office to see me. Wow. So I was, uh, uh-huh. it was yeah. a shame. Yeah. Uh, of course, that, man. That's one one example, one story, but loads of clients have have got problems. Um, I mean, if you've been in an injury, one you probably got the you probably get a, a psychological injury from the accident mm-hmm. and then if you kind of go to your work and you're maybe not earning money well, you get the financial impact to that which yep. adds more pressure onto you yep. Um, obviously i do employment law people come all the time that have lost their job who are in financial difficulty because they've lost their job and mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 mad being a lawyer is almost like being a therapist at times yeah yeah i mean honestly like so many problems
0: yeah so um you know part of my um personal training development um last few years i've added like you know counseling qualifications to to my repertoire because i see that that's often what people really need you know Mm -hmm. and and I, i i felt that i Needed a better response, but clearly, man. I mean, clearly, the the case that you mentioned. It's it. You know that person needed therapy more than a lawyer. You yeah. know, um, but you come I to mean, your lawyer
1: to get you that therapy. And in, in those, uh-huh. in, those in, in that instance, I mean, the types of therapy that you need for PTSD are extensive and expensive as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you need your lawyer to try and fight to get you that. For um, that, that, to
0: be available for
1: you, yeah. That types of yeah. counselling and stuff, and it's complex as well. And there are things that that you can do, and you can request of the. It's mostly insurance companies on the other side that you're dealing with to try and get them to mm-hmm. facilitate treatment for people and facilitate uh, interim payments, for example, if people can't work. Um, you can ask them for a bit of money before the case settles to say, I'm "Gonna give us a wee bit just to keep the guy above mm-hmm. above water now," because. Mm-hmm ultimately if he deteriorates more it's only going to be worse for everyone his, his claim is going to be mm. worth more you're going yeah. to end up having to pay him in the yeah. back end anyway so yeah. give yeah. him a bit yeah. of now so
0: yeah big thing for sure yeah. um something that i've observed that you do well alan is is um communicating the message to people that um having a lawyer represent you doesn't necessarily or doesn't even at all um need to cost you money.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people, there is a perception that lawyers are hard-nosed, horrible people. Mm-hmm. I stopped at saying bastards there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in many instances, they are. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it comes, obviously, from TV shows, that it's good TV to yeah. show people like that. But the reality is, they're just normal people. And of course. I, I, people think as well... Lawyers charge time in line, which means you charge for per minute of the work that you do. Uh, so people are reluctant to phone you initially mm-hmm. for an issue just to ask you a question because they think you're going to send them an invoice. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I deal with people all the time and I do my best not to charge them, which uh, is probably not great. For yeah. Me, yeah. That, that my, does, bank does balance my, my accountant uh, won't be happy with that, but yeah, I, I speak to people all the time and if I can save them money, I will, but by not even charging them a lot of, mm. I, I do cases no win no fee, mm-hmm. um, personal injury cases as well. If your case is successful, you get paid a fee from the other side from the insurer, mostly insurance companies, um, and most kind of personal injury firms also take a, a percentage of your damages. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to do that. So that people keep 100% of the money, stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the things about not paying for marketing. Come back to obviously what we we're talking about earlier. The kind of leaner, I can run my business spending less money on marketing and fancy offices and staff and all that. Then the I can pass that saving on if you like. Yeah, yeah. So no, so that makes
0: that makes sense for sure. Um, yeah. Um so i guess to kind of overarch everything um you're so obviously you've you've explained that um you it's um employment and and personal injury law um but let us know where we can find your your company online and how if anybody is needing services uh, that you offer where they can find you
1: yeah i mean i mean be before before going into that i think it's probably worth mentioning this is obviously a podcast pertaining to mental health and employment law has provisions within it for um, disability, the Equality Act. Um, and people often think a disability means a physical disability, but it also encompasses a uh, kind of mental impairment and people that suffer with mental health conditions. Hmm. So people that have got mental health conditions in terms of employment law are often disabled and people don't really recognise or, or think that. So that for some of your listeners maybe that it per- perhaps relates to, mm-hmm. if they are deemed to be disabled, which in terms of employment law means they've got a kind of substantial uh, impairment that... Um, limit someone's ability to carry out day to day day to day tasks Mm -hmm. is kind of the wording of the legislation Uh but i mean if if you've got um a kind of mental health condition uh, and it lasts for or is expected to last for a year or more then you're probably disabled and that means that your employer should make or kind of has to make adjustments so that you're not um ...at a disadvantage to people that that aren't disabled. So if you're kind of struggling at your work... ...and you've got a mental health issue... ...then you can, and you probably should... ...speak to your employer about it. Make them aware of it. And depending on who the employer is... ...and the size and the resources they have... ...quite often they'll send you along... ...to a kind of occupational health Mm -hmm. therapist. um, And they can kind of look at your circumstances and maybe make recommendations that your employer can um put into place that's going to help you do your job yeah and potentially your employer would be in breach of um the equality act if uh-huh. they weren't to do that okay for. Yeah, so yeah yeah people probably don't realize that that mm-hmm. and no one really wants to be calling themselves disabled i suppose and everyone thinks they're not but of course the reality is a lot of people are and they they just need to kind of recognize it i suppose and i'm not saying that in a in a a derogatory term it's 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 a good thing people should recognize it and and get help and assistance that they need
0: i think i think the important message there is that um you you can have mental health issues but you can still be a fairly well functioning human being and you can contribute a lot and you can maybe still be at work and you can you can still be doing a good job um and and it's so the the message is really that you know you can work around that you know and and employers should help you
1: your employer should be facilitating that as well to to make adjustments to things that maybe you can't do or is maybe making your job a lot harder than it should be Mm -hmm. that they should Mm -hmm. be putting into to practice some things to make it easier for you
0: Absolutely, um, it's kind of, I'm thinking like uh, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook memes and whatever and it's like be kind, you yeah. know, in a world where you can be anything, be kind yeah. and I think that sometimes that gets lost in the corporate world is yeah. that somebody's a boss and therefore well, it's just the, just, just the company's policy that, you know, we, we can't help you, whatever, that 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 absolutely shouldn't be the case.
1: I think we've seen probably a lot of that, not just in terms of kind of looking after staff, um, but also like the environment and, and stuff like that, just being a more responsible employer. And it almost gives you kind of capital in that potential customers or clients or whatever. If they see that you're a kind of responsible employer, looking after their staff, doing their bit for society then they're probably more likely to use your service or your your company
0: i think i think that's it it, again as a as a sort of overall companies should be striving for that kind of thing you know that that those kind of values you know um that absolutely do make people want to spend money with them because their values are are good you know and, and are right you know um
1: if you've obviously it depends on the size of the business but if you're good to your your employees they're going to be cheerleaders for your business and they're going to spread the word i think it's something
0: that's not understood yeah. um or pushed enough for for a lot of places because we all like to bitch about our work yeah. from time to time you know and especially when you're working within an organization be that a small medium or large organization um, you know things get lost, and you know it's easy to you know, or it's not easy, but it's 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 quite common to complain about whatever. But I, it feels like definitely, as you say, you know there should be more. Uh, we we should be striving to to put more people out there who say, well oh, create employer."
1: Yeah, hundred oh, percent. And as you say. It's probably a balanced act as well. Sometimes the more you give people, the more they'll take and the more they want and expect. So Mm -hmm. I I can understand that from a kind of business point of view, but at the same time, if you can make a difference to someone's life with the way that you treat them at work or the holidays you give Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. or being more flexible to allow them time with their kids and whatever, whatever it it might be, those people are going to run through will as well they're yep. going to perform better that's they're it. going to bring in more money what obviously depending on the that's type it. of business it is but you're going to get a better employee a happier employee and yeah 100% only be good for
0: 100%, 100% Alan totally totally right that's it um yeah oh good Alan um I don't know I feel like we've kind of ran through everything that um we'd we kind of uh, did in our pre pre uh show notes um, but listen, man, anything well, else by the way maybe, the, the
1: pre-show notes were a whatsapp to say we'll maybe talk about you setting up a business in lockdown that that was the extent of hey my, man my notes always che- cheers guys always always relaxed <laughs>
0: always conversational um and uh yeah that's that, that that's the way of it Everybody <laughs> who's known me for five minutes knows that that's the gary way <laughs> <laughs> i'm and, actually uh, surprised
1: i got to speak you know he's just
0: hi this is also true jamie who uh, is on holiday um along with paul who uh like to like to get into oh it's the gary shows <laughs> so that's fine i'll take that on the chin
1: <laughs> oh right, good one. So I, I you'd asked ellen about uh where to find me um i suppose facebook's uh instagram uh, arguing
0: co-legal is the name of the business i suppose we should absolutely mention that you know you have absolutely the 100 percent right name for a lawyer it's not so um, bad is it <laughs> i've been
1: thinking like a, a witty retort to that because ever since i was like a student and kind of sworn in about the sheriff courts uh shadowing criminal lawyers the amount of guys that said uh or oh, argue and that's a perfect name for a lawyer and i've always wanted to have a like, a really good it but I've never managed to come up with one still working so, on it uh, still maybe if anybody listen to the podcast get any suggestions to um provide me with some banter that's feel, it feel Paul, free to write Paul
0: it. some of Paul's comedian uh clients maybe uh might be able to come up for something with you <laughs> uh, something for you um but yeah look um thank you uh as as ever for coming on and and sharing and yeah hopefully as I say, you know for. Because it is, it's a massive stress on your mental health when you have to be involved in some sort of litigation in the courts, or you know, and injuries and things like that. And and uh, I think sometimes, I think it's maybe sometimes a wee bit less thought of. You know, I think we relate mental mental health a lot of the time we relate mental health to things that we're not doing right in our own life and our own lifestyles that put us in a place of bad mental health. Sometimes that's out of your own control and and, and things happen and um, the the help is out there and, and, you know, people like yourself are able to... From my
1: perspective, I mean, people don't contact a lawyer because something's going good in their life. People only really need lawyers when the shit's hit the fan a wee mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's important if you if you need a lawyer that you're going to be met with empathy and people speaking to you like a human being. Cause, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I the amount of lawyers that I know that can't really speak to people is yeah, frightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, if anybody's uh-huh. got any issues with employment law or they've been in accidents or whatever, they're free to contact me. Now, yeah, I, I'll reach speak out. to them like a normal human right. being. And
0: yeah, it, it's, I, it's it's not going to charge for for sure. Great stuff. Um, listen, thanks very much, Alan. Um, thanks for coming on today and chatting to us. Cheers, Gary. Appreciate it. Nice one. Thanks.